Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. Ladies, 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 let's do this. This is Tracy Harrell, and I am super excited. I probably shouldn't be as excited as I am right now, but we are international bestsellers. Why shouldn't you be excited about that? So, so I, I can't see what's being shown, but do you have the book cover available? Do you have the fact that Ignite Happiness is an international bestseller in eight countries, 14 oh. Amazon book categories? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so today I am super excited to have with me some of the authors from Ignite Happiness, as well as one of my favorite people who've actually been on this journey with me the entire time. While I was writing, before I was writing in, in, in Ignite Happiness, I was writing my own books, five different books, and Dr. Jerry Bird, Bird Tart was part of it. So I think he said he has a book cover, so let's call it out, let's show real quick. Ignite Happiness. All right. <laughs> you can download it now on Amazon. Tell them more. Tell them more, Stacey. Why don't you tell? I think it's still free to download. Is it through the weekend until the end of the day? You can download it for free uh, at Amazon. Just write Ignite Happiness. And it's that big, bright blue cover. Yes, yes. Cover is super exciting. Now, we talk, I've had Ignite Happiness authors on the show in the past. And you ladies are deep. I mean, we talk about not just being happy when there's something to be happy about. I think the true magic to being happy and the true, ha- the true magic in this book, Ignite Happiness, is that there are some really deep stories. People talk about death, addiction, abuse, trauma, and yet and still either through it, while in it, somehow these authors create magic magic as it relates to igniting happiness in your life. So I'm going to have each of these beautiful ladies. First, I'm going to start with Miss um, Stacy. Stacy, since you were, you were like the project manager for this, this book, correct? Yes. Yes. And that was, it's very fun. Oh, I was using that. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> this is, this is COVID time. This is, you know, we got our kids at home and running around and trying to get them out of the, out of the room. I love it. So, so, so you t- tell us real quick, do an introduction, who you are, and then the whole show, this whole show is going to be around Ignite Happiness, this book, there, there were, it's, it's 37 different stories, I believe, in this book. Mm, yeah. From authors mm. from around the world. And there's mm. these beautiful golden threads throughout the book that talk about how to ignite happiness. And what's beautiful is while we were, even before I started writing in this book, what was exciting is we were writing our own book. Dr. Tart and I were kind of leaning in on this concept of igniting happiness, how to live, how to love the journey while living the dream. So I'm kind of going to blend those topics a little bit today so that we're not just talking about our stories, but we're giving people tangible, concrete steps to take in order to ignite happiness. So Stacey, real quick, as we talk about the book, in the front of the book, there's these amazing writings there's, there's a lot of content about happiness what can you share what makes you super happy about the beginning of the book and sarah i'm going to ask you the same question as it talks about happiness what 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 would you like to share about the book uh with with someone or what would you like to share oh goodness okay uh first of all i'm stacy seller thanks again for having me it's sunday Monday. as it is around <laughs> my house um Let's see. And I started something called Happier by the Minute um, and uh, website, Instagram. 
And all of that is about trying to get the research and the rigor of positive psychology and conscious parenting down into bite-sized morsels, because those of us who have children and who have crazy Sundays um, need it as quickly and easily as possible. So, you know, the one thing that I can share is that everybody is having a human experience. If you are, you know, if you're alive and listening to this, then you're uh, probably having a human experience. Um, and there are ups and downs. And what we do know is that there are, um, there are definitely tools and consistent tools and beliefs and um, ways of thinking that will get you through these challenging times, always. I love it. I love it. Uh, Miss Sarah, what, what would you like to share about the book? What would you like to share in general? as it relates to who you are, but then what, what would you like to share about happiness, the book Ignite Happiness? Hi, Tracy. So I am Sarah Cross, and I'm very happy to be here again. And the book, to me, obviously, I was so happy to be a part of it and to write my story. But me, I have read nearly all of the other stories myself. And I have learned from them, from the other people. So for me, this experience hasn't just about me putting my story on paper. This is about a collaboration, um, about people coming together and really opening up so that you can hear a little bit about what goes on in their life. And it's been an incredible journey. And to me, I've loved reading the other stories and being a part of this whole compilation as much as I think writing my own story. And so I think for all the readers out there, there is so much to take out of these 37 stories you will definitely connect with one of these stories because they are so broad. They are people, everyday people living everyday lives um, and all the struggles that we come across and just some little insights as to how, when you hit these same, same struggles, you can help overcome them. Mm, I love it. I love it. One of the things that I, that I thought was probably the most, um, the most profound was the fact that I mean, we really are all so different and consistently there was not one person that didn't say no matter what's happening in your life, you can still be happy. You can still be happy. And Dr. Tart, why don't you introduce yourself real quick because you're, you're a psychotherapist. It's your job to help people to ignite happiness. It's your job to, to, to help people to basically be okay with where they are. So why don't you introduce yourself and then tell us just about this concept of igniting happiness. Why was it so important for you to be a part of this journey with us? Um, yes, thank you, Tracy. It's great to be on again. Um, I'm uh, Dr. Jerry Tart here in Orlando, and I wanted to say this is just absolutely fantastic. Congratulations, ladies. Congratulations. Congratulations. The one concept that is so consistent is that, as you've all said, and even in your stories, that we all have a story. And recognizing that as we own our story, that helps us to get through it, recognizing that. And that was kind of a consistent theme in terms of finding that happiness. We have to, we have to we identify what, what it is, what our stories are, and we recognize that it is just a, it's a moment in time. We will get through it, um, but we have to recognize what we're trying to get through. And that piece is, I think, critical and certainly in psychotherapy when I'm dealing with various individuals, every, because everybody does have a story when we recognize that, hey, I want to be in a different place other than where I am, then owning that and recognizing how brave you are to do that. And I say it again, and I celebrate you guys just to be able to share um, this, uh, our human, our nature as a, as human beings. And, and, and I think that that's so uplifting. You talk about igniting happiness and, and some of the most critical times just to be able to recognize that I'm not alone. You mean somebody um, has gone through the same thing and look at where they are. And I know that I can get there too. So I um, think that's awesome. And I just, again, wanted to just celebrate you guys and give God the praise. Of course, you know that. <laughs> I am with you on that. I, listen, this was all God. This this journey was all a divine, divine, divine mission for me. I am so grateful. None of this would be happening if it wasn't just divine order. Like this was God's purpose for me. And I just kind of went along with it. As the crazy things were happening, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm with you. He gave me confidence along the way. One of the things she said, ladies, which I think is profound, was about telling our stories. Mm -hmm. How important was it 
for each of you to tell your stories for the purpose of helping others, because there's such power in that. For me, I got to tell you, these authors took me on a roller coaster. I was writing about the lessons learned, and they were like, mm, that's nice. But <laughs> they were like, I don't want the end. I need the journey along the way. I want to know about the road that I want to know about the journey that you personally went on. You know, the, 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 basically the quote was, if you ain't crying, you didn't go deep enough. <laughs> Dr. Tart, now you know that was difficult for me. Oh my goodness. So let's talk about this idea of going deep, acknowledging whatever's happening in your life and the importance of truly telling your story. For me, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was more profound, literally, for me to tell my story. I think she might have lost her microphone. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I, see, yeah. I hear you. Uh, something happened with Tracy's audio, so we'll just have her maybe reconnect her Bluetooth or something and then have one of you just kind of take it off right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. In the meantime, yeah. So I think what she was going to ask us to do is uh, talk about why it's important to go deep. Um, one thing I want to point out is that a lot of people don't even think that they have a story. You know, they think I don't really have anything that happened that is as deep as someone else or as important as what somebody else went through or as life changing. But whatever we're going through, somebody else is one step behind you that might need you to reach back and help them up. You know, there's always one person behind you. So anybody can tell a story. There's always some wisdom in it. Um, and I think that the going deep is, is important because when you're going through it, you're not thinking about, hmm, this will be interesting to me one day. This will be interesting to me one day. You know, Steve Jobs has a famous quote about connecting the dots going back. Um, and you can see it more clearly when you are at the end of it. And so just remember that wherever you are, this is a dot on the road and connecting the dots. And Jerry, you definitely seem like you, uh, you, yes. you, you yes. know, and as, and, and as a therapist who helps people, you can clearly see, oh, I know this is a dot that one day you're going to be able to connect to another dot. Point well taken, point well taken. Um, Tracy, one of the Can you hear me about... now? Can yes. you hear me now? Back. Hi. I have no idea what happened, but yeah, I'm outside in my garden, as you could see. So That's I just okay. Jerry's on a roll. Oh, sorry. Good. Roll on, Jerry. Roll on. Yeah, I was going with that, uh, uh, Stacy. Is that in uh, um, uh, when people do come in and they're talking about their issues? One, some, as I, I think I've said this once before. People don't necessarily know when they're experiencing a traumatic event. You know, depending on their lifestyle, their frames of references from whence they've come and whatever, they see it, well, this is just kind of an ordinary thing, but it's just making my head hurt right now, or I can't sleep right now, or whatever. But when you just kind of lay it all out and you see all of the horrific things that they're having to manage or have managed or trying to manage or whatever, then it's like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize, or I just, I've just stuffed it and I've stuffed it. But then when you realize that, hey, yes, this is, this is, this is tremendous. And, and one of the things, uh, Stacey, I'm glad that you said that because one of the things that I oftentimes have to say to my clients, let's look back and see the tools that you've used to get you to where you are right now. So this helps you to understand that you do have a story and it's worthwhile. And at some point or the other, you're going to share that with somebody else who really, really needs it because they'll be right where you are and understanding that you had the, the uh, audacity as it were you had the strength you really did you had the courage i was talking to a client uh, not very long ago and she says dr tart courage is painful i said you said it you got it okay so let's let's keep it moving but we can take that courage we can be courageous enough to move forward and understand that this is it's a part of our journey it is a part of getting to where we say that we want to want to be and it also exercises our choice that's the beauty of these stories. We understand that we have choice and we can do something with that choice. So that's another thing that I truly want to celebrate in terms of the continuity of all of the stories. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. Dr. Tart, first yeah. of all, I think I shared with you how important you are in my life in general. <laughs> right? Just in general, the story that I tell in, in, the, in the book is, I mean, it's traumatic, honestly. And it was a story that I've never told 
Um, and you talk about courage. Oh my goodness. Honestly, it took more, um, honestly, it probably took more courage for me to just put it all out there, mm -hmm. you know, because we're raised not telling our stories. I mean, black people are like, keep your business out of it the streets, <laughs> right? It goes I mean, truly. Yes. And I think really there's some, there's some really damaging repercussions that come with that. When you don't, when you're not able to tell your story, that means you're not able to find solace in others who've had similar sharings. The great part about this, I got to tell you, I probably wasn't as courageous as I'd like to admit because I've interviewed thousands of people that have had similar situations. So it makes me, you know, confident that the, the next one of the multiple books that I'm working on, but one of the initiatives that we're leading is this racial equity and inclusion initiative. And I've been doing this work for years now. It's been, you know, we're focused on bringing people together. We're leading an initiative right now to truly change the status quo. And I gotta tell you, that's because of my experience. So I, I can tell you the work I was doing was, was, was already in place. And it was because of, I had the experience. I spoke to thousands of people who've had similar experiences and it's like, okay, clearly we can do better. We can do better. Um, I tried within corporate America to make things better. And I realized God had a different plan for me, which is so divine as well. But right now I can tell you that um, the courage also comes in the activation. So when I, when I think about the, the book, Ignite Happiness, Ignite Happiness is, a, is an action verb, right? Mm -hmm. Being courageous is an action verb. Telling your story is an action verb. Ladies, what actions are we, requ are we requesting, um, again, that people take in the moment, no matter what's happening, what are the actions that we're suggesting? Sarah? Yes. <laughs> I, I was just like so absorbed thinking about all the wonderful things that, that you guys have just been saying. And I think particularly that boldness to like tell your story as it really was, because I think what I've realized is that I've told my story many times, but my version of it, like the nice, happy version without telling people like all about my fears and what I was really thinking and all the stresses I was going through. I told them the easy version, which in a way doesn't open myself up to the vulnerability or the possibility of different reactions, you know? So what I've realized in telling my story and from what my friends have said, that whole like, you know, they, it was a story of bravery, but underneath that bravery, I never told people really how worried I was, you know? Mm. And I think when we don't tell our full version of our story, and that's when we don't allow people to really connect with us and the possibility of knowing that, hey, I went through this too, and it's okay, you will come out the other side or you can overcome this. And I think hearing other people's true stories about what they really went through mentally is, is what's so empowering because then you feel like you're not alone. You know, you feel like someone else has done this and it gives you that power to know that you can get through that situation too. Mm, I love that. Um, you know, what is it? What's her name? Um, Brene Brown always talks about stories that we own we get yeah. to write the ending and yeah. stories that we don't own, own us. She talks about vulnerability. So it's not about telling the happy part of the story because to your point, you just nailed it, Sarah. I'm talking about that I felt horrible and I'm a happy person in general. So I don't, I, and the truth is I'm fat partially because I used to, there's like, what? Yes, it's okay. I'm fat. It's okay. Again, another ugly truth that we have to face. But partially, I would say I'm fat because I didn't like feeling uncomfortable feelings or negative feelings. So when I felt uncomfortable, we weren't used to saying, that, saying it, not used to telling your story. So there's some numbing that can happen when you're treating yourself because I'm still amazing no matter how crazy they are. I'm still, you know, whatever's happening, it's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Right, there's some stuffing and stuffing down feelings. And fortunately, what I got to experience was this major catharsis to say, it's okay. It is okay to feel hurt, betrayed, belittled, dehumanized, but um, violated. I mean, I felt horrible. And and the beauty of it is, I don't think these people really meant to do all those things. But 
the system was such that it was happening consistently. So it was like, okay, we can change things. But then I kind of felt the feelings and thought, you know what? I'm going to change things. I'm going to change things. This has to be a we. The we part of us changing things, this things that's bigger than me moment, this bigger than me movement, this is about us. So Sarah, I heard you say how important it was for us to write this book together. Like that was part of the victory. Dr. Tart, you've talked about how important it is to know that you're not alone in whatever you're going through and someone else has gone through it. I want yes. to add to that, uh, um, Tracy, you just said something about it being okay. It's okay to recognize it and then determine what else can there be? Because sometimes we don't, we, we, we say it's not okay. Like you just said, I, I did, it wasn't okay for me to feel. I didn't want to feel the hurt. I didn't know what to do when I realized that I had this feeling of abandonment. I may have called it something else or violation. I called it something else or whatever, because who says that? Who goes around and says I've been violated or whatever, though you're screaming it because of your behavior, because you're, you're, you're more often than not, you do become uh, introverted or you turn on yourself or, or you know, you have these negative self-talks and, and you believe that you aren't, you aren't worthy or whatever. So the evidence is there. We're just not identifying it necessarily. So you said, what then do you do? How do we, what, what's, what do we do when we find that we are in this moment? And I go again to the point of recognition because uh, knowledge is, knowledge is the, is, is the principal thing as says the scripture, but in all that getting, get an understanding. Now, what am I going to do that I've now recognized this and I've identified it? And I, I compliment you all again in terms of the book because now I'm seeing I'm not alone. I'm not the only person on this island, on this planet as it were, because we don't have an island, but I'm not the only person on this planet who has ever been uh, betrayed or violated or hurt or, or whatever. Those emotions are the emotions they are called the emotions that they're called because the feelings are different. Can you guys hear me? You heard what I just said? All right. They're different. Happiness doesn't look like sadness, but when we want to ignite the happiness, we've got to identify the sadness first, right? So we go there. We say that we are sad. I don't choose to be sad anymore. I'm not powerless in this regard. There are things that I can do. So the action is identifying. Once we've identified it and we clarify, what then does that look like? And guess what, guys? There may not be anyone in your immediate sphere that has identified what you've identified or has done what you believe that you need to do. Because oftentimes we think, well, I don't see a pattern. I don't see to whom am I, I mean, who am I gonna mimic? Who's done this before? Therein lies the, the, the courage or being the, the brave person or being courageous. It's like, I'm going to step out. I'm gonna step out on faith. Okay, I'm gonna do my due diligence. I'm gonna go and read about somebody. Somebody has done this before. Somebody has gotten over these horrific kinds of experiences. And now they got Ignite Happiness to go and read some of the stories and say, I'm gonna take some of those steps and see if I can get these things in my life. And one client said, Dr. T how do you do that? What do you, how, do, how am I supposed to feel? I said, first feel what you feel. Don't pretend as if that's not real. That's very real. Now, you got that feeling? Now, what other feeling do you want? Because you've got some other feelings. What's the other feeling? Now, can you see the tools that you've used to have to, to go there when you're dealing with those feelings? Can you exercise? Are you in a position? Because sometimes you aren't in a position to exercise those tools. But if you are, step out on that. And if not, baby steps. Just like you created or just like you identified those other tools, you can do that again to get to where it is that you say that you want to go. And that's one of the, 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 in terms of an action, because in the moment it is, sometimes it can be devastating. I mean, knee buckling, devastating to identify that pain that is so overwhelming. It feels, you feel as if I can't breathe. I literally cannot breathe. How do I breathe again? Go drink some water. Cause if you can drink some water, then you can breathe. And just something as simple as that, seriously, to get you to start, start the journey and know it. You gotta know it. You gotta believe it. That's all. And Jerry, don't you find that people were conditioned to believe that feeling bad is bad, you know, yes. that it's not yes. okay to feel bad, that it's uncomfortable right. to be uncomfortable. And, mm -hmm. you know, whenever we're sad as a child, our parents are always like, ah, let's get you to feel better. You feel better. Yeah. Let me give you yeah. some, some ice cream. You're going to feel better. <laughs> you know, so we, we are trying to constantly um, quicken that process. Um, and I'm really, really aware of that. And I bet Sarah is too with her kids. Like when they're feeling it, we just, it's okay to feel bad. It's okay right now. It's okay to hurt. It's okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. Can, you, can, you, can you guys hear me again? Yes, you can. So what I realize is it's something with Zoom and my computer. So I'm just going to not connect to my computer this time. And we'll just 
you guys will tell me if someone else joins and we'll just work it out. So, yay. I love that you're so amazing and just keep keep doing your thing. We'll just keep going. We'll keep just rolling. Keep going. Just keep going. So, I, I love you. Um, I, I heard Dr. Tart and I heard each of you talking about <laughs> what I love is we got Ignite Happiness authors talking about it's okay not to be happy. <laughs> right. Right, That's right. critical. It's critical because we're talking about real happiness. We're talking about genuine, pure joy. And you got to kind of get through things sometimes in order to get to a place where you really can celebrate, where you really can be ignite happiness in your life. So it's okay to feel your feelings along the way. Stacey, I think it was you who said the last time is we're, we're, we're celebrating feeling all of your feelings, disappointed. You're not holding it in. You're not bottling it up so you don't snap at someone later on, right? You are expressive in the moment or you're expressive in your own way. You spend quiet time alone, but you also, when you feel those feelings, you don't stay there. I think you said, you, you, you mentioned at one point that you felt suicidal at one point. Mm-hmm. Someone who has felt suicidal and you went to writing in a happiness book. Take us on that journey again real quick. What, what, what are your key, your key lessons learned on that one? Well, I mean, I just, I, I think I struggled like most people do with a lot of social conditioning. Oh, look, I have like a leaf in my hair. Uh, I was just on the trampoline. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> hashtag you. Um, um, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of layers of social conditioning and not knowing who I truly was. And then when a little crack of who I was would, I'd see that I would think it's not good enough. It doesn't fit into that mold. It doesn't, it's not what people want to see. It's awkward. It doesn't look like the cover of magazines of teen magazines. Um, And so I definitely felt like, what, what am I doing here then? If, if I can't fit in, like, I just can't, fit those two things together. And um, so I did just a ton of work. You know, if you want to know what to do, I mean, we are in the greatest time ever in technology that you can turn on YouTube and get free um, meditations and affirmations and sound therapy. And um, there's just, you have so much access to free positivity. It's just whether you choose to, to grab into it. I don't remember the question now because I got distracted. That was great. You spent less time. How you spent less time being, I mean, you spent, you said oh. we spend, we spend less time yeah. in the, in the, in the down, down places. We spend yeah. less time feeling horrible. It's less intense for us because we now have practices and you mentioned meditation and those things because they're practices that help you move from a dark place where you said, again, you almost, you come to contemplated suicide to now I know better. I know how to do better. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not judging myself based on someone else's truth. I am living my own truth, right? Those things are huge. So you, all the things you just shared is amazing, yes. I, I think it's key that, yes, we're saying it's okay to feel bad, but it's it's we're also trying to help you not stay feeling bad, you yeah. know? I mean, because right. we can get stuck in feeling bad and it can be a little bit like quicksand. Like you you wanna try to get out, but the more you move, the, the more you start to drown. So, um, you know, I, I think it's really important to say that, yeah, there are a lot of tools that you can get out and and not stay stuck in it. So, you know, while I will acknowledge and let my child feel it, I also am not going to just spend an hour going, yeah, you still feel bad. Oh my God, didn't that hurt? Wow, that sucks that he did that to you at school. God, what a nightmare. You know what I mean? Now you're really going to help them move through to the other side. Yes, feel it. And now what? You know, yes, that happened. Let's just you know, uh, accept the as is, and now what? Mm, I love that. I love that. Miss Sarah, you, you had some really great uh, stories as well. Um, one of the things I wanted to do a little bit different um, in this show is I wanted to take people on a journey. Um, you talked about your children, you talked about your husband, you talked about things that you do to kind of move them through the process. So any, any words that you want to share as guidance, and then we're going to literally pivot to this concept high level and then deeper dives on how everyone can love the journey of life while living the dream. And I want to put some ideas and thoughts out there and just have you guys respond. This is basically book number two, kind of our happiness part two. It's basically my loving the journey and living the dream book. I'm going to, you know, give you the chapter topics and some deeper dives. And we're just going to talk about some of those things so people can hopefully hear what they can do as well to move through the process. So any, any, any general thoughts you want to share again, um, 
on helping people to move through? Feel the feelings, think, feel the feelings and move through. Um, I think like people have mentioned today that is important to recognize is that happiness isn't those, it is those euphoric feelings. When you feel you're laughing, you're feeling super amazing, but it, it can also be just a much more subtler, you know, like it to me, happiness is kind of like a waves just because you're not feeling like you want to laugh all the time does not mean that you're not happy. You know, happiness can be to me as well, a sense of peace, you know, and there are going to be days and like we've talked about where things aren't necessarily going that great, but it's just about how you deal with them. And I think like Stacey said, not staying in that negative moment and letting the moment overpower you. I think that's when, and I found personally that asking myself the questions and is this the state I want to stay in? How do I want to feel? And then, as and I know, because I remember how hard it is when you're really frustrated at something that someone else has done and you can start to feel all those emotions coming on you and you can either choose in those moments to keep drowning or to say, how do I want to feel? Is this, you know, and it is difficult sometimes to say, no, actually, okay, this has happened but I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm going to move forward because I want to feel better than this, you know? And so to shrug that off and say, okay, this, everything, you know, is, is a lesson or a blessing. So what is the lesson that I can pull out of this situation so that next time I can move on quicker and I can learn from something? And this is something I say to my children as well. You know, everything is a lesson or a blessing. And sometimes I'm like, that definitely wasn't a blessing, was it? And they're like, no, mommy, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, what is the lesson we can take from this? You know, and those can still be moments of happiness. Um, and happiness can look in all different shades. Um, but definitely seeing the struggle, accepting it and moving forward, like Tracy said, is, is a huge part of that. Mm, I love it. A <laughs> Can you say that, Stacey, what you just wrote in the chat? <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt, but as you were talking, Sarah, I was, I love to come up with things to remember. And I thought a blessing or a lesson, it's a blessing. It's a blessing, Whether, you know, there's always a blessing. There's always a lesson. So there's a blessing. Is this a blessing? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, can we, we're using that in the book, in the book, people. I just need to know that Sarah, you get credit. Stacy, you get credit for creating it. Sarah, you get credit for originating it. We are absolutely. And Jerry gets credit just for being here and being our, our <laughs> Listen, I've heard her say that too. I've heard her talk about blessings and lessons. I've definitely, but I've never heard the word blessing. B L E S S O N. You're genius. That's yours. That's why, that's why, again, when you talked about how fun it is for us to do this, we've got 20 minutes on this hour, and then we're going to go into the next hour being very pragmatic and very specific about the book. So I'm going to continue, focus just on Ignite Happiness for this hour. I wanted to read something to you guys, and, and, and you tell me what you think. This is from Amazon. So you can go to Amazon right now and look up Ignite Happiness. It is free. Thank you very much. Um, um, so the book says, this book was written with the goal of inspiring more happiness on the planet. If each one of us was living our dream, going after our desires, and spending every day smack dab in the middle of what makes us happy, just imagine what kind of world it would be. Ladies, we're making the world a better place. <laughs> How exciting is that? That's off the chart. That is exciting. Right? What are your thoughts about this concept of if each of us was going after our own desires, spending each day, each day smack dab in the middle of what makes us happy? Why is that important? What if, I mean, Dr. Tart, come on now. When people are not happy, what are you telling them about well, spending time on what makes you happy, right? Yeah. Like in being intentional. We talk about choices and being intentional. This is basically saying do what's going to make you happy. Live your dreams. I think that as we understand the fact that it is something that each of us can do. And my happiness may not look like your happiness, mm. but I can respect your happiness. I can respect you being over in the corner, running up and down and saying, woohoo, or whatever. And mine to uh, uh, Sarah's point, 
mine may be a little bit more subdued or whatever, but you can see the benefit of it because you are, I would venture to say you're more loving, you're giving, you're open, you're, 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 you're expressing the fact that, hey, I respect you. I mean, I respect the fact that you have that right to be just as happy as I'm happy. I'm not going to step on yours and I don't want you to step on mine. I just want us to celebrate. And we have, and, and, and in one regard, from, from, the, from a pragmatic perspective, we are all working from the, the same level. You know what I'm saying? We all have the same rule book, right? And we are appreciating and valuing each, each person. We are valuing the fact that they bring something to the table that may look different than what I've, than what I've brought. But it is not about me judging your stuff. It's about me understanding that that's the thing that makes you happy. And it's not a violation to me. It's different if it's a violation. It's no longer happiness. It's, mm, you know, right, right. by another name. But the point that I'm making in terms of telling people or when I'm working with individuals who say, I have nothing to bring, like the little drama board, that's not true. You have something to bring. You bring it because you're here and you're worthy of bringing it and you're worthy of acknowledging it. And oftentimes we've, we've, we've been so... Um, it, 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 it's as if your light has been snuffed out mm. and, and, and that happiness that we're talking about igniting that and wanting each to say, Hey, I know what that feels like. And it may just be a moment for some of us. It may be fragmented because there are, there may be health related issues or whatever kinds of concerns that requires more than others. For others, it may be a more of a, a lineal traveling timeline or whatever. But the reality is- do Break you it up a little bit for me. I'm not sure if it's me or if it's you. It's you. Sarah, can you hear us? Who's breaking up? Me yes, or Dr. Yes, perfect. Uh, no, no, we can hear you. It's Tracy. Sorry, sweetie. It's your audio okay, again. Okay, great. Then it's just me. So okay. um, Dr. Tart, we're going to- Question for you ladies. So with this concept of how to- live each day to the fullest, how to ignite happiness no matter what is happening. I laid out some strategic principles. I'm going to ask you, Stacey, since you can't stay for the second hour, I'm going to ask you um, about these three strategic principles. Believing it fully with joy is my strategic principle number one. It the suspense. The suspense. <laughs> I only got the first one. <laughs> All right, let me see if I can think of the second one and I'll use my power. Let's see, the first one is feeling it with full joy. Shall I respond yes. to that one? Yes, because okay. I think we are all very present uh, in the moment. I think we're so consumed with being busy um, and being consumed with what we have to do tomorrow, what we should have done yesterday and what we should have done for that person. And, oh my gosh, have you ever gotten out of a conversation and you leave and you're like, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I can't believe I said that. Oh gosh, that wasn't, I mean, just like not even like a very deep conversation, but you know, we, we women have had that with boys too. Like, oh my gosh, oh God, he's going to remember that. And he's going to think of that. And then nobody remembers, like, trust me, they're so busy. We're thinking about how they were in their conversation with you that nobody's thinking about it. So I think we're just not very present. So if we can be more present, um, then I think that we can feel more, more joy. And I also think that we, if we're more aware, we can see more joy. You know, I think that there's a lot of unrest right now, but there's also a lot of miracles happening and a lot of helpers and a lot of survivors and a lot of change makers who are doing just as many wonderful things as the people that are not doing wonderful things. And so, you know, it is what we, we condition ourselves to see. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, what do you want to add? I, I was going to say, I, I do believe that I have her, her three principles here. Oh, the first, <laughs> believing it fully with joy. The second, start doing it and keep it moving. And the third, achieving it in each moment along the journey. Mm -hmm. Very good. And you know what's funny is right now she is having a moment like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm right <laughs> in this pinnacle moment and my audio's going. And like, talk about like right now, she's going to be challenged to use her tools to say yes. everything happens for a reason. And I'm just going to stay in the moment and feel it with joy, trust the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, this is real time, real time stuff. Absolutely. I, I know what she's feeling on the other side. If any of you have done any presenting on Zoom, 
There she is. She's back. <laughs> Don't worry. We just we went through yeah, your kept it moving. <laughs> yeah, we won number two, right? Because she kept it moving. <laughs> Let's see if we can hear you. I can hear you humming. Can you hear? Oh, us? I can hear you guys now. Yay! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy, happy! I love my live shows. So thank you, T-Mobile, um, who I use for my phone. Thank you for the. My phone is spinning now. Yay. Yeah, okay. Thanks, T-Mobile. Um, so I'm sure you guys are amazing. Um, where did you leave? What did you, what were you talking about? <laughs> Catch you know, me what up. We're talking about is real live and how you were probably like, might have a little bit of stress in your life right now, this, None. this five seconds. <laughs> and then you're using your tools to just say, you know what? It's all, it is all happening as it's supposed yeah. to. And I'm just going to keep rolling. As it's supposed to. I know I got some amazing happiness coaches. Unable to connect is what it's saying on my phone. I love that. Yay. Yeah, well, you make sure. Yeah, I'm connected with you now. So, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't, honestly, the, the really beautiful thing about this is I really don't stress out about too much. Mm -hmm. I really don't. We were on this call earlier today, and I told you I don't have, I don't have, I literally have minutes to go from this call to, um, from the call that I, the, the there's an, uh, training that I'm doing right now to become a more juicy woman, <laughs> spiritual woman. I have a lot of ma masculine energy. <laughs> so I'm working on a, uh, I'm in a course with, with Debrina Jackson Gandy about becoming a juicy woman and my spiritual tapping into my feminine power. Um, and, and what's interesting is I do the show right before this one and there's no time to prep. And it's because this show is my divine calling. It's like, uh, okay, I'll just show up <laughs> and do what I do. And whatever happens, whatever happens is supposed to happen. And that's really a little bit of happiness. Oh, let's go to the topic. Um, both of you have talked before about uh, whatever happens, happens. Disconnecting from the outcome. You talked about lowering expectations. We've all talked about those things, right? Uh, let's, let's end the last... 10 minutes it looks like that we have for this particular show let's continue to be real specific and pragmatic around around uh, what people can do to be happy to ignite happiness in their lives no matter what let me okay. tell you one life-changing sentence i mean that really 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 impacted me and i can i think about every single day is suffering is the attachment to unmet expectations and so you'll suffer when you have an expectation about something and it isn't met. I expect that my husband's going to do the dishes. I expect that my children are going to sit at the dinner table. And so it's okay to have some um, expectations about them sitting at the table, but it's the attachment to them is the suffering because it's, well, they're not sitting at the table. So now what? But if I'm attached to that, like there's some meaning behind it, that if they sit still at the table, they're going to be happy, healthy, rich, successful human beings. And if they don't sit at the table, then I have ruined them. They're going to become homeless and drug addicts. You know what I mean? There's some totally. I have around that. So so really, every time that there's something that feels a little crunchy to just say, hmm, what are my expectations and beliefs around this? And are they real? Are they true? Are they realistic? Mm -hmm. That is my wisdom. Drop the mic. That, that, is, that, is, that is a drop the mic moment. Because how many of us have, ha have had or said or done something with our loving uh, uh, significant others in our lives uh, where... We put something out there. We ask them to do something, for example, and if they don't, it must must mean they don't love us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We had some expectations around them dishes. <laughs> Just joking. Like whatever the ask is, right? You you associate Sarah. I know you're smiling because you and I've had this conversation as well around un unmet expectations and kind of lowering. And it's not like, honey, I'm lowering my. I said that to my honey one day. I said I'm lowering my expectations of you. He said, interesting. <laughs> I said, as a matter of fact, they might be going too low, but I think for you, it's for our best, it's for your good and for mine that I lower my expectations. Um, and I realized it was something that I was needing as well. So I've been on a journey where, where I needed to have him, you know, I thought I needed him to do some things um, in order for it to mean something, and it doesn't, right? I detach from the outcome. Deepak Chopra, his, like I talk about his book all the time, The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success. One of his laws, Law of Five, I think it was, which was one of my hardest, was detach from the outcome. 
That's exactly yep. what this is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally what it is. It's okay. totally what it is. Any other thoughts about detaching from the outcome, ladies, lowering expectations, finding happiness in wherever you are, and seeking wanna, seeking the good in it? I yes, ma'am. You can have really high expectations. Sure, you can have all the expectations you want about your husband. It's the attachment to them and the beliefs about them. You know, that if he doesn't mean that, it equals this. And that if I don't reach that goal, it means this about me. So it's... Um, you know, it doesn't mean that you have low expectations. Oh, God, he's never going to do anything for me. I'm going to love him even if he, you know, beats me. Like, come on, we don't need to lower our expectations. But we can't, you know, there, there's that there's that balance. And you got to know that um, you can have expectations, but it, the meaning isn't always what we think the meaning is if it doesn't happen. Thank you for that clarification. I have extremely high expectations, but I think to your point, I was connecting the expectations for him and for me. I was connecting the expectations to something. It had a meaning that it did not have. Lower have the attachment. Been... Don't yeah. lower the expectation, lower the attachment. Mm, I, I will speak. Right there. Okay, right write that down, because I'll forget okay. I said that. Okay. <laughs> I am taking that, notes. Lower the, ex yes, yes. Understanding that it's your expectation. It, it, it is generated in your head, in your mind, in your life. It's coming from your frame of reference. It's whatever that means. It means something to you. And you may not have spoken that. You may not have, you may not have explained that or whatever. The expectation could be of such that you, it's, it's because you're so uh, committed to it. You believe that you have shown in every way that this is your expectation. At, without understanding how the other person has read whatever it is that you may have not said. Uh, or even if it is that you have said it, their their clarification could be very different from what it is that you may have intended. So understanding that when you expect something and you're disappointed, you understand that I'm disappointed because I didn't get what it was that I was hoping for. Then, just as uh, uh, Stacy was saying, then I'm I'm willing to revisit that and shift my paradigm and say that I want something else, mm. or, or say that this is something that I want, but this person may not be willing. Or, or capable even mm -hmm. to give it to me, but it doesn't make that person any less than. And one of the other things that sometimes when that, that happens, we be, it becomes a character issue when it's not necessarily, it's not, it doesn't have to be a character issue. It's just a matter of the, it's just a matter that that person didn't understand it, didn't want to do it or whatever, but it doesn't mean that they are less than because of that. So we want to be mindful so that it doesn't become a judgmental kind of dynamic. Oh, genius. Love it. Sarah, have you ever had to manage your expectations of others? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> um, absolutely. But I think what really struck me now, just listening to Dr. Tart, was also, I think, a lot like the um of having compassion, of seeing trying to understand another person's point of view, even if we don't agree with it. And I think this particularly, perhaps sometimes with my husband, is that, you know, people often don't intend to hurt other people. They're just coming from a different mindset, a different place. And for me, trying to be more compassionate um, when people say some things that then you take in and think, oh, did they mean to hurt me? Were they meaning to do what? You know, and then it can go on this whole roller coaster of emotions and things. And if we just stop in that moment and think, well, this person is just coming from a different place. Yes. Those words don't need to impact me. We can just oh. have compassion, see where they're coming from. And to me, that has been really eye-opening. And it's something, I, again, I try to teach my children, not always easy, oh. you know, to understand that if somebody says something or does something that could impact your happiness, it doesn't have to. You have that choice to oh. say, no let's just be mindful of that person. Let's be compassionate. Maybe they had a bad morning. Maybe something happened to them that wasn't pleasant, but it doesn't have to interrupt my happiness. Mm, Stacey, I'm going to give you the last three minutes, two and a half minutes, um, since you can't join us for the next hour. Uh, we're going to be very pragmatic in the next hour. We're going to go through topic by topic um, that are laid out. But what would you share around based on what Sarah just said, how something that happens doesn't have to interrupt your happiness. I call it the happy bubble. <laughs> Things are happening outside of you, but it doesn't have to interrupt your peace. I say happiness is a gift that you give to yourself. What are your thoughts? What, what final 
words of wisdom would you like to share as we close out this hour? You know, I think a lot of my challenges um, in my teens and in my 20s were because I was so obsessed with pleasing other people and getting other people to like me and what people thought of me and um, and just sort of being a victim too. And, and I think if there's one thing that I wish my parents had taught me that now I'm turning around to teach my children is num- it, well, there's two is number one, you can handle anything. You are stronger oh. than you think. Um, my mother is afraid of everything. She has a death story for everything. Like wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, she knows someone that died doing it. Um, and I'm not kidding. Um, and so I have a lot of anxiety. And I wish instead, you know, she had said, you, you can handle anything. Whatever it is, you can handle it. Um, and so I whisper that to my children. I try to brainwash them while they're sleeping. You can handle anything. You can handle anything. Um, and then um, the other thing that I really want to teach them is, and, and myself, is um, we have no control of what other people say or do, only how we respond to it. Mm. And I think my parents used to say, you know, hurt people hurt, and she's only being mean to you because she doesn't feel good. And I got that half of it, but I didn't get the other half of it, which is now you get to respond, you know, because it was left at they treat people bad because they don't feel good. So maybe we should just feel sorry for them when really they should have said, you need to get the heck out and just walk away, you know, don't take it. But instead it was, you know, be nice to her. She's not feeling good about herself. Like, I mean, okay, that might be it, but now I need to figure out how to respond. And so I really, really want my children to understand that you cannot control what other people do or say, because that is going to happen. They are going to get bullied. There are people that are not going to be nice. Um, and it is a hundred percent about them. And now you get to figure out how to respond to it. So, um, I love that. Well, that, that, that was, that's a wrap for this particular hour. Um, Nathan, if you can throw on with us the international best-selling book um, as one of the tiles here, that would be awesome. We are international bestsellers. We are the authors of Ignite Happiness. Ah! What what a what a treat this is! I I don't even care if there's anybody else listening. Like this is. You're know, <laughs> oh, kidding. You're kidding. We we're building out a full documentary of all the amazing ways that we're going to change the world. Happiness, happiness is how we're going to change the world. Thank you so much. This is Tracy Harrell, and it's bigger than me. Stay with us. We'll be back. We got a whole nother hour. 